Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thank you for listening to In That Number. I am your host, Ray Hunt. You can find me on Twitter at RayHunt84. My co-host, Kevin Milverton, at MoscowMush. You can follow the show at Number Podcast. Subscribe, rate, review. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and if you would like to drop us a line, send us an email to InThatNumberPodcast at gmail.com. On with the show. We have a very special midweek edition of In That Number. With the December fixture congestion, me and the Moscow Mish thought, you know, we'd give you a little bonus and talk about the Norwich game from Wednesday night, and we can look ahead to Sunday's trip to St. James's Park, for which we have a special guest to help us preview that fixture. But before we bring him in, let me bring in my co-host, as usual, the Moscow Mish, Kevin Milberton. All right, Kev? All right, yeah, hairy Ted. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, so, yeah, here we go again. Little midweek special double dose of you. I'm totally sick of you now, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I, I can't believe that we thought this was a good idea. I'm, I'm regretting the decision. <laughs> um, it doesn't happen very often that we win back-to-back games at home um, within the space of a week, so it's worth celebrating. Before we start, I just want to talk about the TSP 100 Live episode. Uh, tickets are available. In, it's all in support of Saints Foundation. Um, it's on the 10th of January at the Five Rivers Pub in Beavers Valley. I shall be going. Um, so, yeah, make sure you get your tickets. It's a good cause and it'll be a, be a great show. Um, and also, 
We kind of breezed over this last time, Kev. We, um, a quick mention to, to Matt Markstone, who's recently recorded his 150th episode. Actually, his 151's just come out now, hasn't it? But, yeah, um, amazing effort from him. He's just really, really dedicated. Constantly churns out excellent content, just leaving everybody else in his way. Yeah, but just prolific and belated. Congratulations, Matt. Yeah, congratulations. It's good to have him as part of the community. He's the longest-serving podcaster and a very, very jolly nice bloke. He is. Right, yeah. right then, let's not leave our guest waiting any longer. Fresh from his cameo on TSP, we've got Tom Heinert. Some of you <laughs> will know his other half. She is, of course, Lucy, the panellist and host of Total Saints Podcast. But yeah, welcome, Tom. Thanks for having me, guys. It's well, a pleasure to be here. Well, it's a pleasure for us. It's like, yeah. You know, before we go into it, I just want to say thank you for, for taking the time tonight. Um, we gave you such short notice. Oh, look, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm shameless. Like, get get me on anything. I'll be there. <laughs> Count me in. Like, this will be it now. The, the podcast invites will come flooding in, I'm sure. <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah, you're going to lose your job, mate. I've got a new, new co <laughs> Yeah. But anyway, um, how are you? I'm really well, thank you. Um, I, w- I was chuffed that we've been able to get on tonight because I was a bit worried. I was kind of rushing back from work, but I made it comfortably in the end, so ready to ready to go. Of course, you've got um, Sheffield United and Newcastle United today at Bramall Lane. That's kicking off in yeah. a bit, isn't it? Yeah, it's about 15 minutes. Um, I'm I'm not I'm not hopeful for it. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm thinking, you know, Sheffield United are having a really good season, and they're just a good. Good group as well. Good, good players. Good manager. There's a lot to like about our club, so I'm not too hopeful for us tonight. Yeah, they, they, they have surprised me a bit. Defensively, they, they look really sound. Yeah, absolutely. We can't say about us, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not fancy going yourself? Uh, well, it's unfortunate because of our like fabled, fantastic uh, travelling support, and it was just absolutely no sniff of a ticket. Um, you know, kind of, you, you, you desperately hope that maybe it'll pass down to members, but it's not a chance. So they were all snapped up by season ticket holders. So, yeah, I'm, I'm there in spirit, guys. <laughs> I just, like St James's Park could probably sell out twice every week. I'm yeah, pretty sure it, of that. It's, it's a good, good crowd. Good crowd. I've never been to Newcastle. Oh, really? Never. Oh, Matt, right? That's got to be on your bucket list. Get, yeah, get well, actually, we were having a discussion at work the other day, and we were talking about how far north you've been. And I can't remember the last time I went any... Part, well, Leeds was the highest I've been. Actually, no, I, scratch that, I've been to Scotland. What am I thinking? <laughs> Forget that. Yeah, but um, yeah, never Newcastle. Oh, well. Want to pick off that. Been to Lapland as far, haven't you? Oh, I have been to Lapland, yeah. <laughs> All these places. <laughs> I, I so well-travelled. I just mean in, the, in, the, in this country, really. But yeah, um, yeah, I will have to do that one day. I meant in this country. I mean, the strip club you went to on your stay. Oh, that's where he's next place. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, moving on, uh, can you tell us about yourself? Yeah, sure thing. So you might pick up uh, from the accent, I'm not originally from Sheffield or the North. Um, I am a Southerner and a proud Southerner Way! too. Uh, yeah, you know, it gets everywhere, we get around. <laughs> um, I originally, so I'm from near Swindon, which is the only kind of landmark I've got really, which is a bit of a shame, so I won't say that too loudly. Um, <laughs> And, and in all those years, I somehow ended up with Newcastle United. So, you know, the way these things go, right? Yeah. Um, I've just been stuck with it ever since. Um, I love how you say stuck with it, yeah. Well, like, I mean, just, just recent years, slim pickings for the last decade or so, I'd say. Um, yeah. well, you know, we had a bit of fun with Rafa, but then that obviously came to an acrimonious end. Mm. But, you know, actually, credit where it's due. I'm sure we'll talk about it, but Bruce has 
doing better than I think we all expected. So oh, definitely, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm a, I'm a geography teacher, I teach up in Wakefield, live in Sheffield, so you know, a, a, a long way away from home up in these parts, but very happy and settled all the same. So oh. there you go. It's a bit of a commute, isn't it? Wakefield, Sheffield. Yeah, so I started my teaching career actually teaching Scunthorpe. So if anybody knows where Scunthorpe oh, well, is, yes, yeah, there you go. Like that was a proper trek. So actually, the half an hour to Wakefield is not so bad compared to the hour back from Scunthorpe. So maybe one day I'll, t- I'll teach in the city I live in. Maybe. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, so let's chat Newcastle then. So yeah, uh, fantastic result against City. Yeah. Bounce back from that loss against against Villa, wasn't it? Yeah. That's right, yeah. United tonight, as we said. So what's that, 14th in the table now? Still, yeah, I believe. up, up to sort of nosebleed territory there, really. Yeah. 16 <laughs> points. I can't quite believe it. You know, it's, it's, it's better than I thought it would be at this point in the season. So, um, yeah, the point, the point well, against City, welcome. Yeah, that was brilliant. Um, really good defending yeah. there. Um, what, what's the general feel around the club at the moment? So, I think this depends largely on who you ask. Because we've always had quite a divided fan base. Um, actually out I have to get that in um, <laughs> but I think that slowly and I really stress slowly Bruce is building some goodwill and kind of bringing disparate parts of the fan base together um, he'll never be Rafa is the problem so there'll always be his naysayers and people you know who are never going to give him credit but you know what I can't I can't fault the bloke and I can't fault what he's doing so credit where it's due I think we're going the right sort of direction I kind of look at the team and the setup, and I think you know, we look at a group of players who know what they're doing, and, and that hasn't always been the case at Newcastle United. So it's a welcome sort of run at this moment. I could say that, and tonight we could get walloped tonight. You know, <laughs> I take it all back. So, so I'm guessing no, it would be fair to say that you were well under underwhelmed by his arrival, like everybody else, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Like, so where we live in Sheffield, we live really close to Hillsborough, so we got a lot of stick off Chef Wednesday fans for taking Bruce. Um, and I was like, I don't know if really if it's that bad for you guys, crikey. I mean, he, 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 I know he's a jewel and everything, but I think there's a real sense that he's a bit of a bit of a journeyman and a bit kind of, he's going to be gone in a couple of years. You don't ever feel you're going to build anything with Steve Bruce at your football club. Mm. Um, so I think, and, and, and a few people will never get over those doubts about him either. But, you know, the recent history we've had, if we've got someone who's going to give us a bit of stability, I'm all on board for it. I'm all on board former Sunderland manager as well do you think you can ever really be taken in yeah I think like that's always just gonna oh hang on Kevin, we, had, we had Redknapp didn't we <laughs> you're allowed to say that name on this podcast yeah I think like the Sunderland connection's an ugly one but he's just got a bad record for doing this isn't he just kind of bobbing yeah. off and going wherever he fancies. He's not really one for respecting loyal, um, you know, respecting rivalries. He's not bothered. Yeah, he's done, didn't he do Villa and Birmingham as well? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And you also had a sideline as a detective writer. Have you read yes. any of this? So. <laughs> that is my favourite thing about him, actually. I don't know where I heard it, but there is some stunning prose that is, well, yeah, it's yeah. Christmas, guys, you know, get your that's brilliant, friends yeah. and family some Steve Roach writing. <laughs> It's like my dad wrote a porno, sort of, um, <laughs> yes, yeah. of writing. my manager <laughs> yes. wrote a detective. <laughs> that's, that's perfect, yeah. That'd um, be a great podcast, just reading out Steve Bruce's literature. Oh my God, right, it's done. <laughs> Guys, I'll see you next week for the first episode, let's do it. <laughs> um, interestingly, I, I saw like Newcastle were four points better off at this stage than they were under Rafa. Yeah. So yeah, there, there is that sense that he never seems to get the credit that he deserves. 
Yeah, I completely agree. And, and actually, um, BBC Sport did a really good article this week. Um, I think it was Saz Chowdhury wrote it just after the City result, just saying, actually, is this guy getting the, the credit he deserves? And, and you know what? I don't think he is. Um, you can only take a manager on what he's done, and, and we can't argue with what he's done so far. So, yeah. you know, we'd hammer him if it's going wrong, so perhaps we need to credit him when it's going right. So Absolutely, yeah. Um, and speaking of this season, like, is there any well, massive standout performance for you? Um, like... Obviously, defensively, that's where our goals are coming from. Um, mm. With with eight of our thirteen from defenders, like clearly our, our our defenders are putting a good shift in at the back. Um, I think we have real depth in centre half as well. Like we're currently going without Lascelles and we're currently without Share, like two pretty massive players for us. But actually, like Fernandez, Clark, Dominic, these guys have all stepped up and and look look the part and they look good. So credit where it's due to the defence. Um, Dubravka continues to just I just love the bloke I think mm. you know and I'm sure we'll talk about our goalkeepers I know that Saints perhaps it's a less favourable situation in goal <laughs> at the moment but we're very lucky to have a very assured shot stopper and, and going the other way we've got Alan Maximan who I was enormously sceptical of when he signed you know £20 million pound for this kind of mercurial diminutive little attacking type but Credit where it's due, he's, he looks the part. He's, he's lively. I've got high hopes for him. Yeah, I'm quite worried about him on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if Cedric plays again, yeah. so watching oh, the Norwich yeah. game last night, oh, that could be some fun. Oh, yeah. Don't fancy him against him. Uh, on the other end, have there been any underperformers, people that you've expected more from? Almiron. Yeah. Almiron. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I was going like, to, I like, I'll get in there early. I, I love Almiron. I think he's absolute, I just love the bloke. I, I think he works really hard. I think he does fantastic things. He's got one assist and no goals. So yeah, that was the one in the weekend as well, wasn't it? Oh, no. It, it was a bit of a screamer as well, really, for Jetro yeah. Villains rather than a good assist. So I was not even sure you can really give him that. Um, but I just think he's got the right attitude and he, he plays a part. But the numbers aren't great. He is underperforming. Um, I don't suppose we can talk about it without mentioning our record transfer sign-in, who is benched tonight against Sheffield Wednesday, Joel Linton, mm. who, yeah, he is patchy at best. £40 million, and we're not seeing a lot from him. Um, I think we don't play a style that suits him massively, but then, I guess, you know, we contrast our strikers with yours, and I'm... It's your league's ahead of us. What we give for Danny Ings. And that's probably. about the only only position, I think. <laughs> There's not too many, but Danny Ings is definitely a big tick in the box. Yeah. Um, so, considering how you've started and where you are in the league now, what are your hopes for the rest of the season? Um, so, this is a question that often gets banded around by some of the Newcastle fans on Twitter. And it's always, if you ever want a laugh, go and check out the NUFC hashtag. It's always good fun. <laughs> um, because we've got people saying, well, I mean... Come on now, if we, you know, we're, we're five points off six, like that's where we should be looking. And actually, I'm firmly in the camp of let's just survive. And it's a sorry situation that I'm sat here saying that to you guys, but recent history dictates that survival's got to be key for us because we're not going to get sustained investment. We're not going to get quality coaches to take us forward. At this moment, it's just about hopefully outlasting my cash league, I think. <laughs> You know, stay in the Premier League, stay an attractive proposition and, and hopefully ship him on his way and then we can start to think bigger and better. So you're, 
you, you'll rather you'd rather focus on Premier League survival and just throw away the FA Cup because you've got a nice little tie in the third round. Then you've got Rochdale wow. and Boston United. Everybody says this is a nice little tie, but it's <laughs> a banana skin written yeah. all over that. Surely, <laughs> away, away at Rochdale, away at Boston. Come on. It's going to be like Ronnie Radford all over again when that third round coverage pops up. Every year is the same. Um, I would absolutely love an FA Cup run. Like, by formative years as a Newcastle fan, the 98 Cup final, the 99 Cup final, my God, those were heady. What I would give right now for some of that. Um, but, yeah, like, as much as I'd love a run in the Cup, I think we've, if we just, just stay up, because that's the thing that's going to get rid of Mike Ashley. You know, that's going to create the conditions for him to leave our football club in truth and, and what about the transfer market in January is that, is that a, a, a stupid question is, is actually allowed to lose any money I, there's, there's not positive signs um, and, and I suppose there's an argument really that we're sitting okay at the moment when by no means clear of it um, but we look okay there's no way you look and think oh well, we definitely need someone there you know, like, obviously goals would be good, but everybody around us is looking for goals. You know, it's that that's the killer, really, for all of us. So that's not going to come cheap. So I can't see us doing a lot. Maybe a couple of loans here and there, as we've done in the past, but nothing too dramatic, I wouldn't have thought. I mean, looking at the start, you spent, like, £65 million in the summer. Which is, like, absolutely unheard of, isn't it? Mm. And then you look at a team and you're kind of like, where has that money gone? And, yeah. And, like, what have we done with it? Well, you How lost, much better? You lost Rondon, didn't you? Yeah, still, still like carrier, carrier candle for him always. Um, we lost Perez as well. I know he's not gone on to great things at well, Leicester. I don't, I don't like him. <laughs> really? We, no, oh, just, God, just because no. of what he's done to us. I just don't oh, like yeah. him. God, sorry, I should have thought of what I said. <laughs> oh no. Um, yeah, so losing those two was pretty massive, um, and we've kind of half replaced him a little bit with Sam Maximan, but obviously Joel Linton hasn't brought what we thought he would. Um, but, yeah, like, where that money went, it's, it's, it's hard to trace it, you know, to, to value it out. I think we all think that, though, don't we? I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Good point. Um, Kevin? Yeah, I mean, the match is about to start now. It's going to be in- interesting. Um, so, yeah, it's a, a 2 p.m. kickoff on Sunday. Um, yeah, so what, what can we expect from Newcastle? Um, I really, I truly don't know. Um, because I think that is the nature of sporting Newcastle United. Because, um, you know, we recent games, like we drew with City and, and looked strong at the back. And, and I know we didn't create a lot and we snatched two on the break, but we, we, we nabbed a point there. And then against Villa the week before, we were absolutely dire. And, you know, then, but then recently as well, we, we saw off West Ham with one of the best performances I've seen for us for ages. Um, so I just have absolutely no idea what we're going to see on Sunday. Yeah, how do you think they're going to set up then? So I think we'll probably go with what's become like the classic Newcastle formation at the moment. So the sort of like five at the back, sort of two sitting in midfield and then kind of three roaming around up front and just encouraging the wing-backs to get on down the pitch. Um, which, you know, gives us lots of defensive solidity, but it does give me worries in midfield because I think you could win a game against us in midfield. I think you could trample us a little bit. Um because I've still got question marks over Shelby, because um, he goes missing, and Hayden is a little bit limited. I like him, I rate him, I'm happy with him, but I don't. I, I kind of look at like you've got Hoyer, and I know he's not having a great season, but he's the kind of person who could turn a game in midfield. So I'd be a bit worried about what he could do. And, and Ward Prowse is just just a bloody nightmare to play against. Such a niggly little yeah. player. Um, yeah, the last time we were up there, we you know you. Oh. 
Well, actually, <laughs> sorry, yeah, I'll, I'll go back a little bit. The last time we picked up a win there was January 2015. Yeah, and, and the previous two meetings, we were just massively outclassed. I think it was, was it 3-1 last year? 3-1 last year, and 3-0 the year before that, wasn't it? And it was the Perez hat trick last year. And I think I remember in recent years, it was like a 4-2 was was or a 4-1? Something like that, yeah. There was so a, yeah. Why do we struggle so much up there? Well, so actually, for context sake, we, I was at the 3-0, um, not the 3-1, but the 3-0. Um, it's been dubbed the Heinet Derby in our, in our household, <laughs> um, and we're going on Sunday. So I'm driving yes. Lucy, Lucy's dad, and Lucy's brother, and myself up, and they're all Saints fans. So it could be an awkward ride home, depending which way it finishes. Um, but I, th- I, I think really, like the distance has got to play a part. You know, it's it's three hundred odd miles up to Newcastle from Southampton, um, and obviously like atmosphere and stuff like it is yeah. a big stadium. Um, yeah, it's interesting what you said earlier, uh, Ray, about the the, the um, attendances because there's been quite a concerted effort against Newcastle fans, particularly at home this season, to just not go. Um, just in protest, really. So I think we're about 38,000 we're bringing in in a minute, so well short of capacity. Um, so that could maybe swing things back in favour of Saints, possibly. You know, the atmosphere won't be perhaps as, as vociferous as it has been in the past. I don't know. But I think it's just, like, we struggle when we go to you as well, and like, we don't have a brilliant record at St Mary's either. Neither do we, though, so... <laughs> that's a fair point, yeah. That's particularly recently. I don't know, two home wins in a row? Yeah. That's got to be, come on, like, how I are you mean, feeling about that? 20th for 19th in the league, though. <laughs> you you've, do done a you've done a job, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I think the distance is massive in in kind of, in, in this poor, um, historically poor show at, at Newcastle. Um and I think also there's probably an element of like relative fortunes for both sides. Like I know like recently we've not been great, but historically we were an okay football club. Mm. Like it does feel like history these days, but we were all right at one point, you know. Oh yeah, I remember the the heady days of Kevin. Oh, take me back. Yeah, <laughs> tell you, I, I remember Alan Shearer and even Andy Cole before that. That's what I mean, and it makes me sad to hear those names and look at what's on the team sheet these days. I tell you. Yeah, um, but anyway, the game. Oh, yeah, I just you know if, if Newcastle played like they did against City, then then Kev, we're, we're not getting through. I don't think. Yeah, <laughs> because they defended so well, they were tight and they they were just organised. And actually, Shearer had, had a really good pick. I know Shearer would do on match of the day, but um, yeah. and he kind of like pointed out their desire to play positively, and they were always looking forward. And you know, it's, it's contrast to what we saw in that first half against Watford, Kev. So. As I say, if Newcastle can play that, and they probably should at home, then I think Saints are in trouble. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm, in, I'm I'm inclined to agree. I think, um, and just it, that that's exactly it though. If we turn up with a bit of a negative mindset, like you're coming into this on two wins, like this is a bit of a free hit for you now. I don't want it to be like that though. Oh, well, but then maybe that's good. Like I don't know. I assume you guys saw the game last night. Like for me, I thought Redmond had one of the best games he's had in in a long time for you really? guys. I thought he was really. I just looked more direct, and he he looked more himself, and like because he's a player I just think the world of Nathan. And I know he again another one who's not having a great moment in his form at this time. But I just I just think I'm a bit worried what he could do to us. Like direct players like that who push breakthrough midfield and and turn our centre halves are going to cause problems. I think. I, I think honestly, he's. I thought he was bad yesterday. I thought, did you? I did. Yeah. I, I just. 
I don't know. I, I, I don't know what it is. I definitely I maybe have... people have figured him out. I, 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 maybe. I don't know. I definitely have massively rose-tinted glasses when it comes to him, so for sure. Like, any time he does something good, I'm like, yeah, perfect, look at this guy, what a legend. And other times, I'm like, what do you mean? He didn't do anything wrong there, that's the other guy's fault. Oh. Um, you know, so clearly, like, you're clearly looking at it much more objectively than I am. Um, I don't know, I just, I just think he's got something, something, something a little different, and I've just got a lot of time for the guy. I, already I, still, do. I still love him, after what he did for us last year. Oh, what a hero, right? Yeah, what yeah. A hero. We, we sort of talked about the the weaknesses that we could exploit, but um, yeah, what's the biggest uh, threat coming from Newcastle? So I think for us, and it's in the context particularly of watching Saints, because as I mentioned earlier, like living with Lucy, who's mad Saints, and I went myself to Southampton University, so I watched a lot of Saints. I've, what I'm saying is, guys, I've got a soft spot for Saints. Like, Ooh. if I had a, set, a proper second club, it's definitely Saints. So I watch a lot of Saints. Um, I like that. <laughs> Hear the applause there. Yeah. Um, You're like, contractually obliged to say that. That's it. Yeah, done. Tick. Um, <laughs> but guys, I tell you, a set piece, you look ropey. Yeah. My word. Yeah. And, and, and that's where we seem to score goals from. Kieran Clark just bundles them in. So oh dear. I, I think our threat is going to come from uh, set pieces, like pumping the ball. I mean, Carroll's starting tonight, so I don't know whether that means he's starting. Is he? Really? He's starting oh, tonight. Wow. Yeah, I, love I love Andy <laughs> Carroll. I love him. <laughs> uh, he's, he's affectionately known in our house as the drunken wardrobe, so <laughs> that's how he moves, you know. Um, but yeah, he's starting tonight, so I wonder if that's a precursor for kind of the Saints, like, you know, lots of physical presence he brings. Maybe, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think set pieces for us are a big deal. Um, Sam Maximan, as I mentioned earlier, looks the most likely to make things happen. If Cedric's playing again, it could be could be some fun there. But also, he doesn't do a lot going the other way. So, I mean, Cedric could get exploited, but then get on by him as well and help the attack up the other end. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm just looking at the, uh, the team sheet, actually. It looks like you're playing a 5-4-1. A yeah, we, we very much... We, 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 yeah, sort of Almiron and, and Sam Maximan are going to tuck in, I think, and we're going to shut up shot by the looks of things from what I'm seeing from the early signs. But nil-nil after seven minutes. That's, that's a good start. Positive, yeah. <laughs> I, I hopes and all that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if Joe Linton's been rested there, do you think uh, he's saving, saving him for Sunday? Yeah, I can't tell if it's the case of he's resting him or actually just realise he's a bit crap. So, <laughs> I, I, I can't really work it out. Um, I think what it is, I think Steve Bruce has just thought, you know, you're struggling for goals, mate. You've got, we've got Stanks on Saturday. On yes. Sunday. Let, let's, <laughs> let's bring you on there. You're going to get your first goal, yeah. He will. It's going to happen. <laughs> he gets a hat-trick, bloody hell. I, tell you, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll be saving this recording forever. Um, if he ends the season with three goals, I'll be impressed. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know if, it, if it's kind of like... Because all the, the build-up I'd read before this was that Carroll was carrying a knock and it didn't look like he'd feature, and, and there he is, starting, so... Um, and what about the uh, biggest threats from us? Ah, oh, it's that man, Danny Ings, isn't it? It's how, how good is he, by the way? Yeah, he's just... He's yes. doing... Oh, I mean, it's not even the goals. I mean, I was there. I was at St Mary's yesterday, and, you know, yeah. just, just before he come off, he was... You know, he was chasing down lost causes. Yeah. It just, it just doesn't stop. It just keeps going. And I just remember thinking to myself at the time, thinking, he has given everything for this for this cause at the moment. And, you know, you, you just got to love him. Yeah, he, he, he's out as well. What's he on now? Is it seven or eight Premier League goals now this season? Uh, ten. Ten. 
Oh, 10? Oh, well, there you go. He's, he's, he's absolutely flying. Yeah, like, he's just got a niggly habit of scoring goals. As you say, he just char- chased anything down. He's awkward to play against. Yeah, he, he, he's going to be the big threat, isn't he? I mean, he's and, been, I, just been held back with injuries, isn't he? I think that's probably yeah. what cost him his Liverpool career. Yeah, absolutely, and I think you've got a really, a really good player there. I was pretty sceptical, actually, for the, for the summer money and the, you know, I'd never doubted his quality, but as you mentioned, the injuries, but looks at this moment like he's in a pretty good reign of form, so, um, and he came off, continue, continue. yeah. Wow, well, yeah, to, to an extent, all right, yeah. <laughs> um, I think there's a lot to be said as well for James Ward-Prowse as well. I think, you know, he's another player. I think, like, those two for me just seem to really play for the shirt. And that's a terribly cliche thing to say, I know. Um, but they're just horrible to play against. <laughs> like, they're just in your face and they make it hard. And I think that's what you need when you're down there fighting. I think that's the kind of thing you need. And, uh, yeah, I think I think two really good players there. Local lads. Absolutely. You know what it means. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We, we won't mention really? where Ward Browse is from, but yeah. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just down the road. <laughs> um, so, if you could take one of our players for Newcastle, who would you think you'd take? Um, guess. <laughs> I yeah, think I'm going to know this, considering you're not scoring goals at the moment. Oh, it's, it's, it's Danny Ings, isn't it? All yeah. day long. He's, he's at, I, and I've thought quite hard about this question, because I didn't want to just say Ings. Um, but it would obviously be Ings. Um, but I think Ward-Prowse as well, as I mentioned there, just, just somebody who, I mean, that, his set pieces alone, he's not worth it for that, isn't he? He's just yeah. out of this world. Um, but no, actually, I think that, you know, that, like players like Jan Valerie, I've always had a lot of time for Valerie, and I know like things have kind of gone a little sort of ropey for him at the minute, but I think there's a really fine player there, and, and fullback is always an area I look at for us, particularly Yedlin, and kind of think, mm. it's a little ropey. Um but no, I think actually there is a really good team at Southampton. I think it's just kind of, you're just not having a great time at this moment. Um, yeah. But yeah, lots of players. Well, well I mean, Newcastle have a, have a manager called Steve. They've got an assistant manager called Steve, <laughs> a first team coach called Steve, a head scout called Steve, <laughs> and now a goalkeeping coach called Steve. So I was kind of hoping that you'd be interested in taking Jack Steve. <laughs> that, so that is a, that well played. Enhance the Steve Castle United oh. regime. <laughs> I didn't know how you were segueing that in. Um, you know what? Though? I'll, you can keep Stevens. You know, I'll, I'll just I'll leave him leave him with you guys. But though I don't know, he didn't have a complete mare yesterday. No, so no, I, I I thought he played well. Yeah, absolutely. It just it just makes those you know that one mistake, and usually when he makes a mistake, it's a goal. So. <laughs> yes. It's quite unfortunate, isn't it, how he seems to always... I mean, the yeah, Watford one was an assist, wasn't it? It was just a bona fide assist. Like, here you go, mate. Nightmare. Yeah. Watch that back on Master Dan. I just don't even know what you've done there. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Fortunately, we, we, we probably... I mean, if, if Almiron was present with that chance, he'd you know stick it in the top row, so it doesn't matter, really. If Joel Linton, he'd just airshot it anyway, so... <laughs> line him up for us. But I did notice yesterday, though, Kevin, he... He was just no nonsense. Whenever that situation came about, he just bang, he was opening it into the stand. So he has learned from it. Yeah, I mean, a bit, bit like he was against City. Um, yeah. So yeah, promising signs. Yes. Um, anyway, Kevin, um, if that question was reversed, you know, who would you look at from Newcastle? Who would you take in the Newca- in the Saints team? Uh, Jamal Sales. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't care if he's injured. Um, I think we need to leave the, at the back. <laughs> um, we'll wait, you know, because it'll yeah. be worth the wait. I, I agree, yeah. I mean, when, whenever I look at 
away teams, I always, you know, I always look for ways to strengthen our back line for, well, for obvious reasons. But, I mean, uh, Fernandez, he's been playing really, really well lately. Um, but he's 30. Yeah. But, uh, but like we've said, we need that experience at the back, so that would be good. And who's the, who's the lad you've got at left back on, on loan? Is it um, Willems? Villems? Villems, yeah. He's, like, um, yeah, he's good. Dead impressed with him. Yeah, he's played three goals this season. He's an absolute machine. Like, yeah. Sticking him away. Um, yeah, I'm, really, really impressed. I'm not impressed with our left side. So there's an option, Kev, because obviously we've got Bertrand. If he's gone, I think it's quite clear that Harsen Hill doesn't like Vokings for whatever reason. Um, and actually, Sean Longstaff, he seems to be like hot property. Because uh, I think Man United was sniffing around him at one point, and they valued him at like 50 million. That was crazy yeah. numbers being banded around, weren't there? He, he, I, yeah, he seems like really, really sought after, but I, he's not even in the team today, is he? No, well, he, he, he had his suspension that finished against Villa, and then he ended up, he had, he's been carrying a bit of a knee injury, because like, he kind of broke in at the end of last season, and he, we thought it would be like a breakout year for him, it's not really happened, and, but then maybe that's a good thing, kind of takes the, takes the heat off him a little bit, because obviously, like, we think the world of him up here absolutely love the kid and, and we'll do anything we can to keep him so in some ways like maybe it's a good thing that he's kind of having a bit of an extended time away from the first team mm, maybe like he's on the bench tonight plan. well maybe yeah. maybe Steve Bruce is going to transform us and that's what's mm. all going to happen of course he <laughs> popped up and scored against United as well didn't he so. absolutely written his yeah, name into a legend there mm. um, anyway uh, we go on to the score prediction I know, I know on TSP, you went with a 2-2, I believe it was 2-2. That's right, yeah, that's um, it, yeah. Do you still stand by this? I, I am sticking by my 2-2, I really am. And, and it just is kind of motivated by the fact you're on the back of two wins, um, and I just, I guess, really, probably asked me in about an hour and a half time when the Sheffield United game's finished, but I just can't see this game from tonight. And I think you're going to just bring a surprise on Sunday. I really do. I quite fancy to get something. And so I'm going for a thrilling 2-2. Oh, okay. Exciting 2-2. And, and you, Kevin? Newcastle just scored. Is that San Maximin? Oh, my, are you joking? No. Maximin, oh, he has. Well done, yeah. Breaking oh, my word. Bloody hell, guys. Let me take it back. Oh, my word. That's a result, though. Yeah. Sorry if you got it on pause or whatever. But <laughs> no, 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 not at all. No, I was just refreshing BBC. Clearly not doing a good enough job. Come on, I guys. I was just doing that as well. I was just refreshing it, but it hasn't worked. Um, anyway, Kevin, prediction? Um, it really does depend on uh, which Newcastle team turns up and which Saints team uh, turns up. I think it's probably one of the most unpredictable fixtures that we've got. Um but I'm going to be massively optimistic and also plump for a one-all draw. <laughs> That's optimistic, like, is it? <laughs> yeah. Like, like that. <laughs> optimism at <laughs> <a> one-one. <laughs> I don't see us uh, getting three points. Uh, just to, we just don't have the consistency. Don't seem to take the positives from one match to the next. I mean, yeah, you kind right. of did that last night, but um, it's what yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I just don't see us getting enough. Like, and unless we, you know, um, set up like we did and park the bus like we did against uh, Man City. Uh, but yeah, I don't see that happening either. Yeah, we can't. We can't do that against Newcastle. No disrespect, we mm-hmm. can't surely. No, no I, I, I would be disappointed if you came and did that sort of thing. Like, you, we're not prolific goal scorers. Like. <laughs> Don't worry I about think everybody's a prolific goal scorer against Saints. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we can put pay to that for you. It's all right. <laughs> um, 
Sorry. Yeah, so it's, like you said, it's, it, is, it is a bit of a free hit. Maybe with the pressure off, um, we might be able to perform. But yeah, what's your prediction, Roman? Well, we never seem to turn up there, do we? I mean, I, I do uh. think Newcastle have the tools to hurt us. I know it's not a front, but... Um, and they don't score a heap of goals, and like you said, well, we don't either really, do we? But then you, what is it you said before, Tom, is that they've had te- like 10 different goal scorers and six yeah. of them at the back or something. Yeah, we're just defenders that score goals. Yeah. So, yeah, their forwards don't seem to be scoring, um, and Almiron's not really clicking. Um, it's a tricky one, but I, I mean, I can't see us turning up again, I, and I think we're so inconsistent, and we're seriously lacking creativity in the middle of the part, and I don't think we're going to be able to break them down, and for that reason, I think we are going to lose 2-0. Wow. Well, okay. So, I like how we all just were, like, feeling quite pessimistic about our teams there. <laughs> Good work, everybody. This is going to be a great episode, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> My word. Um, we should try and lighten up the mood with, uh, with, with a few frivolous questions. Uh, would you rather wear a Sunderland shirt every day for five years or sleep in a haunted house for ten? Oh, I, I, was, I was saying, I just, it's got to be the haunted house. It has to be. <laughs> I just don't think I could face the, the Sunderland strip. Oh, I know. It's quite a popular answer. Yeah, it's <laughs> quite confusing with the red and white stripes around, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, would you rather be twice the height of Andy Carroll or half the height of Cedric? <laughs> oh, you swapped it up a bit here, Kevin. <laughs> um, I don't know. How tall is Cedric? I don't know why this is going to govern my decision particularly. Was he like five to eight, maybe? I'm on it, I'm on it. He is... This is what I hope to say. Is it five, 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 six? He is... <coughs> He's five foot eight. Five okay. foot eight. Okay. So I could either be very, very short or just extremely tall. Like over 13 feet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what would be worse. I think, I think I'd be half the height of Cedric because I think I would still be able to kind of function in normal in society in most ways, you know? Like, be able to use doors and stuff without stooping enormously. Like, that would get quite frustrating quite quick. I could drive a car and stuff. Well, um, I, don't know. Ha- I mean, could you, could well, you drive a car? Perhaps not easily, but yeah. I think adjustments could be... If I'm, if I'm like, 13 and a half foot tall, I'm, I'm going nowhere. It's not <laughs> bit. I'm going for half the height of Cedric. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> um, and, yeah, we do love a good <coughs> fan chant on this podcast. What's your favourite Newcastle chant? Ah, uh, so... I really like this question, and I was going to kind of answer it in a really facetious way and just have one that's just like, Ashley's a cockney bastard or something. Um, <laughs> but actually, like, as I'm, you know, you, you, you have recent experience of getting a good hiding from Leicester, and as you well know, we got done 5-0 away earlier this season. Um, but I vividly remember us singing the whole time, um, a charm that ends with the line, we'll support you evermore. Um, and that's kind of taken on like a really special place this season for, for Newcastle fans, I think. Um, just this idea that regardless of what's going to happen, we're staying true to our football club, and it's a lovely thing to hear. I love that, yeah. Yeah, you know, 5-0 down and out singing the home fans, I couldn't believe it. Um, you know, it's the only thing that kept me watching the game, really, this sense of, like, solidarity with them for being there through that. So, That's yeah. That yeah, great. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you ball. said that, because, I mean, well, I was at the ground <coughs> yesterday, and the Norwich fans were fantastic. Um, oh, good. It's, it's, you know, when you're that bad, you're, you're playing that bad, and you, you can't... I'm not saying that Newcastle are. <laughs> no, 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 I know what you mean. <laughs> uh, and the fans are still waving the flag, uh, waving the scarves, and, you know, and the players come over at the end of the game, even though they've lost, and they're applauding yeah. the fans and everything, and you think, Christ, if Saints lost, 
and the fans come over, I, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I'd like to yeah. think I would, but I don't think I can. <laughs> yeah. It, it's not. I mean, the, the support that Newcastle has is, yeah, it's brilliant. It is, it is fantastic, and, you know, we are very lucky to, to have such a good group of fans. Um, but, I, like, it's funny that you mentioned Saints fans, because, like, my, my recent experience at St Mary's has been kind of what you said there, but, like, we do a lot of away games, obviously, living in Sheffield, and I'm always impressed that Ralph, almost without fail, comes over and, and kind of, you know, credits the fans. That when you guys beat Sheffield United earlier this season, for example, he was there for ages just cheering and cheering up the fans. So, no, it's, it's a nice thing to see. Yes, definitely. Good to see. All right, so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm also a bit of a, a geography buff, um, and I do like my, uh, my geography facts, and uh, we know that you're a geography teacher, so I thought I would uh, say, in classic geography teacher uh, <laughs> style, surprise you with a little pop quiz. I love it. I <laughs> hope none of my students are listening when I get these all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's got a little Newcastle twist, so are you ready to play Where's the Tune? Oh, I'm, re- I'm ready to go. This is exciting, guys. Okay, so for each of these, I want you to tell me whether it's east of the tune or west of the tune or north of the tune or south of the tune. This is an exceptional quiz, by oh, the by way. way <laughs> I don't know any of this. So You are just testing Tom, aren't you? Because Yeah. Good, okay. You can, you no, can play can like the listeners at home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wish me luck, guys. All right, so um, London, is it east of the tune or west of the tune? I think it's east. It's east of the tune. All right. That, that was that. I shouldn't have thought about that for as long as that. <laughs> just edit that so I confidently said east straight away. We'll edit in the right answers. I don't know. And some applause as well. Um, okay, Moscow, north of the tune or south of the tune? Mos- that's, oh, that's tough. That's really tough. Moscow. I'm going to go marginally north. It is mostly north. Oh, I was going to say south, you know, to be honest. There you go, 50-50's done Do you know the sad thing is I've got a bloody map next to me and I still got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. All right, uh, Valencia, east of the tune or west of the tune? Valencia, right. Uh, I'm going to go west. Spain's mostly west of Newcastle, so let's go west. East of the tune. Is it really? Oh, nightmare. <laughs> uh, okay. Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Is that north of the tune or south of the tune? Now, Canada, I'm going to just be a little bit geography nerd about this. Like, stretches much to a much lower latitude than I think people think it does. So I'm going to go that that is actually south of Newcastle. It is south of Newcastle. Well done. That's, that's impressive. I was going to go north. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Canada there. Sneaky, low latitude, massive country that it is, you know. Uh, all right, St Mary's Stadium, east of the tune or west of the tune? West? Yeah. It's yeah. got to be west, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, Copenhagen, north of the tune or south of the tune? Let's go north. It's north of the tune. Yes. Yeah. I would have gone south then as well. My word, I tell you, this is going really well. All right. Hey, is it? Well, <laughs> sorry, Ray. <laughs> All right, the capital of Ghana, which is Ray? Uh, it's Accra. Accra, yeah. Accra, is that right. east of the tune or west of the tune? Right. I'm trying to just visualise my world maps here. That's a good one, Kev. That's a, that's a really nice one. 
I'm going to be writing these down, actually. I'm just going to use these as my students. <laughs> uh, let's go with East. It is East of the Team. Oh, that's, that's, that's unbelievable. <laughs> At this point, these are just guesses. <laughs> I wish I could claim to know this confidently. Um, all right. Um, we're going to Minsk. Is that south of the team or north of the team? South. It is south. Jesus. And the Shetland Isles. Um, is that east of the team or west of the team? Oh, I thought you were going to say north or south then, Kev. I thought I had that one. <laughs> and I was like, we're going to do it right. Um, let's go east. It is east. Oh, well done. You're incredible. Okay, and um, last one, Belfast. North or south of the team? Um, you know what, actually? The further away from the UK we got, the better. I, the more confident I was. So I'm going to go with north. It is south. Oh, the way you said it as well, I thought I was right. Yeah. <laughs> it is your role. I was going to go oh. south there. Oh, really? Oh, I well, was, yeah. <laughs> but then again, I've got a map next to me, so. Okay. And I've still cool. got most of them wrong. Even more impressive, that. Although, you know, yeah. I, I, this map that I do have, the, the UK is about the size of a P, so it's not really how <laughs> it's <happening>. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, but yeah, um, yeah, that, that was... Very well done. Um, that was amazing. I'm super impressed with the effort there. That, I love that. That was really good. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. But yeah, I love being um, uh, challenged on capital cities. It's my sort of party trick. Oh, actually, do you know what? I remember when we were in school, Cap, I think we were in year nine, and we were beating our geography teacher for capital cities, weren't we? <laughs> yeah. We were, uh, we were really just good. so bored and sat next to that map, and I just started learning them. <laughs> love that. Yeah. That attitude to learning, I need to pass it on to my students. Like, we'll be absolutely <laughs> laughing. Come on, guys. So, yeah, don't listen to what I'm saying. Just, just learn it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just whatever, yeah, just get on that map. Crack on. Ten years' time, you have a good party trick. <laughs> You'll be nailing it, yeah. Brilliant. Oh, that was so much fun. Um, yeah, thanks a million for coming on at such a short notice. Oh, not at all, guys. Thanks for having me. A real pleasure. Yeah, you, you've been, been brilliant. brilliant. It's it's been, been, yeah, it's been amazing. Thank you so oh, much. I really enjoyed that. Oh, great as well. Do you know what? When I sent you a message, I was like, he's just going to be, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. I was just like, oh, my God, this is so cool. I can't wait. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, and actually, I was going to ask if you could come back again. In, I think the, the re- return fixture is in March, and we'd like to have you both on as well. That'd be fun. Yeah, we'd be absolutely honoured. That'd be great. Yeah, really cool. not, not a preview. Maybe we could do like the game and we can have like Heinet versus Heinet. It'll be good. Just head to head while Lucy yeah. just schools me at everything. <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, that'd be good. <laughs> Excellent. Nice one. Okay, right. Right. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you very much. Wonderful. Yeah, cheers, mate. Right. Up the Saints. Yeah, well, good, best of luck on Sunday. We're thinking of you both. <laughs> Cheers, man. All right, Cheers, guys, mate. take care. See you later. All right, see you, mate. See you later. Good, good luck for the rest of the season. Yeah, same to yeah. you. See you then. Enjoy the rest of the match as well. Thanks a lot, guys. Cheers. Good night. Bye bye. Good night, mate. Hi, I'm Matt Petitier, and thank you for listening to In That Number. Okay, so we're going to look back at Norwich yesterday. So, a 2 1 win. That's two home wins on the bounce, seven points from nine, six goals in three games. Undefeated in December, Danny Ings' red-hot form continues, and that's ten, go- ten goals in all now. Um, but yeah, 2-1, goals from Ings and Bertrand and Pukki, of course, uh, for Norwich. 
I'll just run through the starting 11 with you, Kevin. Um, so, McCarthy, Cedric, Stevens, Bednarek, Bertrand, Ward-Prowse, Hoiberg, Gianepo, Redmond, Ings and Long. Just the one change, and that was Long for Oberfemi. Uh, and the 4-4-2, I guess he's just sticking to what's working. Um, yeah, if you could say that's what, what's working. Um, that was kind of the formation for the first half against Watford that didn't quite turn out so well. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, he's sticking to the players that are working, definitely. Um, Oberfemi um, being frozen out for long, I can understand that long looked uh, pretty good from his, his time against Watford. And, uh, yeah, definitely showed why he was in the team yesterday um, and Danso back on the bench as well so I thought well, yeah. maybe he might get a look in but no other than that I think it's what, pretty much what we expected wasn't it yeah um, I run through that bench quickly as you mentioned it so it was Gunn Yoshida Adams Romeo Bufal Oberfemi and Danso back as you say um, Bufal's toe apparently had worst worst wow that's, that's, that's a good word <laughs> had worsened apparently uh the Watford game kind of like angered it, I guess, so he didn't take any part tonight. Um, that's that's a shame. Yeah, yeah, but if it's um, you know a kick at the kitchen table that you need to get him performing like that rather than a kick in the ass, then <laughs> it's a price worth paying. But yeah, it's a shame because I think we could have done with a bit of pace in the second half from. Uh, oh from sure, Dubai. yeah. Uh, how did you see the game, Kev? Well, how did you see the first half? Um, I, you're just watching it at home, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought it was a bit... It was very, very quiet starting. But, I mean, we, we looked in control. Uh, just, like, really relaxed and didn't mind um, giving them possession, letting them pass the ball around. Um, and Norwich weren't really much of a threat with it. I think the first shot at all was after 15 minutes. That McLean shooting wide there. And, yeah, we didn't really have too much to worry about. They weren't really getting too far forward. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't, couldn't have said that better myself, really. They didn't look like they had anything, did they? They just looked a bit, well, a bit like we did against Watford in that first half. It was just, yeah. there was nothing there. Um, and then it only took 22 minutes for us to to open the scoring. Um, Danny Ings again, of course. 22nd minute, 10th uh, goal of the season. Yeah. Just perfect delivery from Prousey. Right in between the Norwich defenders. I mean, you couldn't have put it any better. Yeah, it I was just amazing. And it was sort of like piano keys, you know, like um, with all the defenders. I don't know how he managed to find that that kind of micro space between them uh, and just sneak that header in. But yeah, what a free kick uh, yeah. from James Ward Prowse. He's been absolutely brilliant. And we're looking quite deadly from set pieces now, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> when was that both? the start of the season? Yeah. Um, and then, as I say, not a lot of not a lot to shout about in that first first half, other than just like ultimately pressing them, not giving Norwich a sniff. I thought we defended quite well, but then again, we didn't really need to. We weren't really tested. Um, and then we got the got the second, which I thought was going to kill the game off just before halftime. Uh, Ryan Bertrand, first of the season, but just awful defending. I mean, they, they, those two knobheads on the post doing fuck all. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why were they there? In, and, you know, a tapping. So, well, yeah, I'm on side, and all right, I've got yeah. a massive load of space. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah, and it was... Um, but yeah, yeah, no, Long gets on the end of that corner. Like, when I, when I saw it um, live, I mean, you were at the stadium. Did you think um, it was going in at that point? 
before Bertrand got to Well, no, as usual, all the goals happen in, in the other yeah. end. That I end yeah. So I didn't get <laughs> the perfect view of it. But, yeah, it, no, it looked like it was going in anyway. But, uh, yeah, watching it back on maps today, it looked... Looks like it's going quite far wide, wide. So yeah, nice little sneaky tap in there. Yeah, and it was a completely dominant first half, and they were well worth their two 0 lead. Yeah, and we could have had a, um, maybe a third or fourth. Um, Probably. You know, Hoiberg hit, hit in that screamer just before the end of the first half. Oh, it's a peach, wasn't it? Yeah, um, good save, and Ijenepo mm. um, has a, had a nice crack from range. Yep. Uh, I thought flat with them, even I think. We could have done with a, a bigger cushion going into the second half because, you know, we, you all know what we do when we're sitting on a lead. <laughs> well, we, we bring on a defender, that's what we do, and try and shore things up. <laughs> and it works so well. Um, but yeah, you know what? I looked at the stats at the break, and I'm sat there at the half, and I think I messaged you at one point. Um, mm. and I, looked at the, I was really shocked because Norwich had 56% possession. Um, and, yeah. they only, and they only had that one shot, and that was off target. But I mean, I was surprised with the fifty-six percent possession. I mean, we, we, no. joked, we joked at the stadium. We were just like, was it was it just Tim Krul having the ball at his feet all the time? I, 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 I couldn't believe it. No, no, no. I think from I was getting, I was getting kind of nervous. You know that we're giving him so much of the ball. I did did see it that way. I think. You know, okay. I thought, yeah, about 60-40 was probably about right. Um, but I remember thinking as well at the break, I'd just relax, because we're, I don't think Norwich have anything about them. Um, no tacking threat whatsoever. Um, and Pookie was just living off of scraps. I don't, yeah. I don't even remember him touching the ball. No, yeah, he was just was like a ghost there. Yeah. Like, that, that, that all changed in the second half. Yes. Yeah, what happened? I think that they just managed to... Crackers somehow. I mean, they made uh, two changes uh, at half time. Yeah, Tessie uh, and Steeperman came on, didn't they? Yeah, for Tribal and Amadou. And um, it just looked like they'd sort of worked us out. Well, t- a couple of seconds into the half, and Pookie has a, has a sniff, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. But that I mean, yeah, good save from, from Macca. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was just coming kind of wave after wave, and um, yeah, that goal wasn't against the run of play. Oh, do you not think so? No, no. I thought I thought that that was coming. Oh, okay. I think we we gave them um, a lot too much leeway. I think we we were already digging the trenches in, as it were. Yeah, in the second half. And yeah, I, I think it's just a bit cynical. Mm. I think when there's maybe ten or fifteen minutes to go, then fine. But you know, two nils still quite a fragile lead for us. If we let one in, it's brown trousers time, and that's the exactly what happens and yeah the goal um, Tete with that brilliant free ball which yes. took out about three three defenders didn't it threaded it entirely through the line and Cedric was the only man that could have done anything and didn't it has to be said a lovely finish he did strike it well yeah yes almost Ings-esque <laughs> yeah and I thought actually after that after that goal Norwich seemed to you know they seemed to settle and they had a bit of fight about them and then I was worried and then, yeah. then I see Gineppo take the knock. Um, Romeu came on um, and shot up the midfield. I, I don't really have any complaints. I mean, at the time I was like, oh, God, he's taking uh, Gineppo off and he's putting Romeu on. That says to me that he's playing defensive already. But, I mean, if he had an, if he had an injury, then there was two, two sides to it, I guess. So I'm not, not, not really complaining about it so much. And then um, Adams came on for Ings, wasn't it? Yes, um, yeah. What did you think of him? 
in the limited time that we saw. I thought it was brilliant. Um, uh, Adam's come in and it's like, okay, he could make a hero of himself here. Yeah? Um, comes on, first thing he does is um, he goes to pressure Tim Krull on the ball and slips on his ass. Yeah, I saw. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, apart from that, I thought he looked quite bright and quite sharp. I thought he was... Yeah, but... Starting to, to park the bus there, um, there's not really much for him to do, so he didn't really have much to feed off. Yeah, it was always going to be just counters at that, from that point, wasn't it? You know, you, you were relying him for a counter-attack and just leave him up top in his own because you say, like, then Yoshida came on for long in the 85th minute yeah. and it made a what, like it's five-man defence or well, three, three centre-backs. And yeah, so it's 5 for one with uh, Adams up on his own, basically. Um, it didn't sit well with me, to be honest. I know I, I get it, I get why he's doing it, but I still hate to see it, especially from Saints because you, you know it's going to happen. And I was preparing for it, then I thought, this is going to be 2-2, isn't it? Yeah, um, but, I mean, Ralph's decisions, I mean, he's vindicated, really, uh, on the, off the back of these two results. We're doing it. I mean, I think we were a little lucky not, not to concede, but, yeah, they just didn't take the most of their chances. Um, that Byram chance of the death where mm. um, it's Yoshi, isn't it? It just... Pings it back to him. It's like, all right, I have another crash. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that, that all started from Hernandez going down the left, and he was starting to run at Cedric. This is my problem with this, because he goes past him with ease. Um, yeah. And he, he just leaves him on the seat of his pants, doesn't he? And the thing is, there is no effort to get up again. He was just so slow and thought. It's almost as if he says, oh, oh, well, you know, off you go. Yeah. I mean, he did have a... A, a crack on goal it was not a bad effort but yeah other than that I mean doing his job at the, on the right wing there there's, there's not much he does that, that really impresses me at all um, he gets you know really really far forward um, makes really poor crosses when he does and then can't track back for when he leaves the ball so I'm not sure what the point is of having on the pitch no, nope. uh, he's done, isn't he? As you say, yeah, the Byron shot, the double effort, hearts in mouths. But hang on, two one, absolutely massive relief. I, I was so relieved; it was it was unbelievable. Um, um, did, I just want to ask you about Shane Long. Do you think he's done enough to start against Newcastle? Um, if you're talking about off the back of the performance, yeah, yeah, I think. Um, but yeah, he's done. He's done no less than Oberfemi has. Oh, definitely. Um, no, he he always uh, does a good job, puts a shift in, um, causes havoc with the defence, um, gets on the end of the balls. I mean, doesn't really put him away. But, you know, he had this kind of problem last season that he couldn't score for shit and then just found a good runner for him and, like, a, I don't know, just a rich seam of gold and just kept mining it. So, yeah, I think he's definitely the kind of player that you, you want to have on the pitch at some point. And then whether or start or not, I doubt just because I mean, does he have the energy to play two games in a week? Um, yeah, that's a good point actually. Um, I mean, maybe he he put Adams on just to see what he's got and give him a bit of a run out and with his with the intention to starting Adams. Um, and I want to I want to talk about Redmond as well. It was interesting because Tom Tom said when we were talking to him that he thought Redmond was 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 good. I I don't think he was particularly great. Um, and like I said then, I think he's been found out a bit. Oh, how do you see it? Yeah, I mean, I thought he was, he was good in the first half, but in the second, um, yeah, I think they sort of managed to unpick him, uh, yeah, along, along the wing, because 
Um, there's, I think there's just a lot of a lot of space in the in the middle of the pitch that um, we weren't taking advantage of. We're always running down the channels, and um, Redmond just loves to to dribble the ball up, and then is never quite sure what to do with it when he when he gets into the final third. Yeah, you know, he just wants to cut inside on. He was right all the time, and then just they can't. So, yeah, because I mean, um, who 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 it was that they had on on their left side, uh, but um, is it Hernandez. Or? Hernandez was the left wing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he just kept getting caught out. Um, and we briefly touched on Cedric. Um, but, but I mean, do, do you think he's done now? Do you think his head's elsewhere? I think he is. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a bit of a silly thing to do, isn't it, to say that you're um, that you want to leave a couple of months before the transfer window? Uh, he's not Virgin Van Virgin Virgin Van Dyke. <laughs> he's not even the poor imitation Virgin Van Dyke. No, um, you know he's reaching the end of his career. Not really a Portugal international anymore. Um, performs like that. Yeah, he's not. He's not really putting himself in the shop window, as it were. Not at all. And, yeah, I think maybe it's worth um, just sticking with Valerie because long-term, it's a much better option if you've got a player there. All right, yeah, he's got all the experience, but doesn't really want to be there. Yeah, and we definitely need some stability at the back there. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you there. I think that, that would be the change that I make for Newcastle, if I'm honest. Um, man of the match, Kevin. Okay, um, I'm just going to go with my heart on this and say James Ward-Prowse. I think there's a lot of very strong candidates. Ings, just on the form of his life. Um, uh, Hoiberg, I thought he had a brilliant performance. He's definitely got his confidence back. Uh, but, yeah, Prowse just made my evening. Just, just, just watching him play and all those set pieces and I, I know they're a bonus and he's not there just on the merit of his set pieces but um, I just thought overall he had a wonderful performance yeah nice yeah I, I, I agree um, I think Stevens and Bednarik need, need, a, need a mention as well they had a good night yeah and actually Stevens has been good since coming back and as I said previously I, I mean aside from that costly error against Watford you know, you, you, overall, you can't grumble, and you, and you shouldn't grumble, really. I think he's been fine. Um, hmm. But I'm going to have to give it to Ings, I think, because, I mean, who else? I mean, where would we be without him? Just He just keeps continuing on and on. And, and as I say, I remember him chasing down lost causes towards the end of the game, and it just can't, he just can't give any more, and he's just so passionate. Just, yeah, important. I love him. <laughs> I do. And, you know, we need to survive, and his goals are going to do that for us, so... Yeah. Just important. Just him and Prowsey. Okay, into the extra time segment. Um, I just want to start off by saying that the FA Cup third round draw has happened, as I'm sure you're all aware, but I'll tell you anyway. Um, we got Huddersfield, um, and that's, that's a home tie, crucially. That is looking likely to be January the 4th. Um, but yeah, I mean the fixture is going to be confirmed, but that's that, that's what it's looking like. Um, I'm just happy with a home draw, but um, I think the focus does need to be on the league. But yes, have still at home. What do you think about that? Um, I was a pretty shit fixture the last couple of seasons, really, to watch. But <laughs> um, <laughs> I think yeah, Huddersfield at home was the Christmas fixture uh, a couple of years ago, wasn't it? And uh, 
the last game of last season. That was disappointing. Yes, yeah. yeah, so <laughs> I hope it's better than them. Yeah. Um, and we have the goal and player of the month for November to announce. And I believe you are going to announce it because I don't know. So we had uh, two goals each from uh, Prasley and Ings. Uh, Prasley's against Man City, Ings against Everton, um, Ings against Arsenal, and uh, Will Prasley's free kick against Watford. And it's obvious that uh, Prasley's free kick against Watford is by far the best 88% of the vote. And for Player of the Month, we had uh, Alex McCarthy, Danny Ings, Moussa Chinepo and James Ward-Prowse all there. And 86% of the vote goes to Danny Ings. McCarthy! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously yeah. Danny Ings, yeah. That's as plain as a Bulgarian. Yeah, Ings and Prowse, your uh, gold. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, brilliant. Um, and moving on to the predictions. Uh, so, Kevin, you mm. went for a crazy 3-2 Saints win. Yeah. But, you know, two points to you. I... <laughs> have to be so smug about it. Sorry. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> I went for a 2-1 win. And what's more, I said we're going to go 2-0 up and Norwich will claw one back and we'll make it really nervy. I think I should get mm. 10 points for that. Um, I should probably get 10 points for the week before then. Yeah, forget it. Um, five points to me, um, but that leaves the running scores 36-28 to you. So, mm. Yeah, well done. It's getting interesting. It's yours, man. I, I can't call this back now. Um, Super 6. Wow, I mean, I just want to say, what an effort from Kevin Byrne yesterday. Just brilliant. He got 22 points yesterday. Fantastic. Right, check this out. He got Chelsea and Villa, spot on. Leicester and Watford, spot on. Saints and Norwich, spot on. Not the only one to get that one spot on, by the way. Uh, Wolves and West Ham, spot on. And he picked up two points for the Liverpool-Everton one, but I don't think anybody would have had four. Was it 5-2? Yeah. And the only blemish was that he predicted a draw between United and Spurs. But other than that, he was, wow, just amazing. I wish I could reach out to him. I tried to actually find him, but um, I couldn't. So I don't know who he is. But well done, Kevin Byrne, if you're listening. Um, but that makes our overall leader, well, it's still Tony Randall, on 218 points. Uh, fantasy football, Kev? Uh, yeah. Um, I get this game week is not quite over yet. Um, but the, our weekly winner is uh, Stephen Kay. His team, Foos Your Daddy, mm-hmm. is on 86 points. Uh, yeah, Ewan Campbell's Lord of the Ings is on 82, so it's probably going to be one of them too. At the top, uh, Nathan Shelley's Play Doh Plot Plot is on 78. Um, but yeah, top of the league still is uh, in Ralph We Trust, Stephen McCulloch's team, 882 as we speak. Uh, Lucy Hynett's getting stuck in there though, 875. So she's on 68 for the week, so uh, yeah, she's catching, catching. Um, interested to know where we are? Not really, no. No, I don't think it goes that low, but I, I'm, I'm 21st, 782, and... Keep scrolling, keep scrolling, keep scrolling. I forget your team now again, it's 50 Shades of Chain. It is. Oh, you're not that far, it's 31st. Um, Out of 32, yeah. Um, no, it's, it's, it's a good, good hundred, isn't it? I, I, think, I, I think I did all right this week. I thought I was okay. I got Vardy and Rashford up front, so I think they, they picked up quite a few. Hmm. 
Um, yeah, yeah. The podcast league is is pretty much the same, except for um, me and Matt Markstone. We're on about the same point. So uh, yeah, I, I, I think from what I looked at, I've got a, a couple of players that didn't actually play at all. Uh, Chilwell, Tamori, Matty Target, none of them plays. Uh, Vardy captain should have really gone for Marnie. And uh, yeah, you're saying, oh, you've got a good front line of Rashford and Vardy. That's what I just said. Mm. I'll say it again. Mm. Okay, um, uh, do you have a Russian phrase for me this week? Please say no, please say no. I do have a Russian phrase, yeah. Okay. Okay, so uh, we hit a good one for him, so that phrase this week is Nivudaria. Nivudaria. Ah, yeah, that's good. Nivudaria. Nivudaria. What does that mean? Which it means uh, we're on fire. Oh, it literally means uh, we're, we're, on, we're in the rhythm. Oh, okay. We're in but, the rhythm. Nivudaria. Um, Nivudaria, Rupture. Yeah. Come on, so we need an, another win to keep that rhythm. Absolutely, and I don't think it's coming at St James's, but never mind. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we've had, we do have a show on Sunday for you, and we have this week John Smith, the fundraiser, who is going to talk to us about his his cycle from Land's End to John O'Groats, and no doubt about the big bike ride for next year. So yeah, and then obviously we're going to talk about the Newcastle game. Um, but until then, up the Saints. Up the Saints. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over the limit by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.